I don't know whether you've noticed or not, but if you get on the internet at all, Facebook or just internet in general, it seems like everybody is offended at anything anybody says. It seems our society today is too easily offended. You know, if you look at the news, if you don't believe like they do, well, you they get offended. You know, I have a whole book back there on how to avoid the trap of offense and being offended. And uh, I was just thinking, and so I went back in my notes and got some of the some of the things that in that book. And, uh, you know, we don't need to get caught in Satan's trap of offense. Now, undoubtedly, situations is going to happen in your life that could cause you to get offended. But, you know, you control that. Hello. You know... I want to encourage you to be slow to get upset with others, get offended. You know, Luke 17, Luke 17, 1 and 2 in the New King James says, Then he said to his disciples, It's impossible that no offense should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It is better for him if a millstone was hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. Now, according to this verse, it's impossible that no offense is going to, as it says... No offense should come. It's impossible. The Good News Bible says situations that cause people to lose their faith are certain to arise. Young's literal translation says, it's impossible for the stumbling blocks not to come. Amplified version says, temptation, snares, traps set to entice are sure to come. Now, these verses clearly indicate that offense is going to come. That's what it says right here. Then he said to himself, it is impossible that no offense should come. You know, this then tells us that situations, snares, traps, stumbling blocks will come. Many people get caught in Satan's trap of, of offense. Now let's look at that word offense used in here in Luke 17, 1. It's the, it's the Greek word, scandala. And it refers to the movable stick or trigger of a trap, a trap stick. In other words, the things that sets the trap off. Any person or thing which one is entrapped, drawn into error. That comes out of Thayer's Greek lexicon. Today, 
people need to realize that the enemy is doing everything he can to destroy Christianity. Offense is everywhere. But we've got to realize that God's made a way for us to be free from those traps of getting offended. Now, we must be ready to realize that offense will come. We will have the opportunity to get offended. You cannot live your life hoping that no offense will come because the word of God already told you it would. Am I not correct? Did you not? I read it there to you. That was Jesus talking to his disciples. You know, some people try to spend their, they try to spend their whole life avoiding anything that would make them upset or offended. But you know, see, God has made us a way to deal correctly with our offense. Now, how does offense usually come? Through maybe an insult, a verbal attack, the divisive rhetoric, broken relationship, betrayal, and on and on the list goes. Many times, offense comes from the words that somebody says. The tongue is an unruly member. Oh, you don't believe that? Well, let's go to James 3. James 3. Start reading with the second verse in James chapter 3. New Living Translation I'm going to read from tonight. James chapter 3, verse 2, New Living Translation. I thought I'd say it long enough that the provost center person could find it, but I guess they're not doing not haven't found it yet. So, okay, I'll just go ahead and read. We all make many mistakes, but those who control their tongue can also control themselves in every other way. Verse three says, we can make a large horse turn and go wherever we want by a small bit in its mouth. A tiny rudder makes a huge ship turn whenever the pilot wants it, wherever the pilot wants it to go, even though the winds are strong. So also the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. A tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. You know, the words that people speak have set off a lot of fires of offense. Have you ever seen the words that somebody said spread like wildfire among those who were offended? People that get offended will repeat the offense to others hoping they'll pick it up. And in my book back there, I I have a section I talk about uh, 
that it is worse to take somebody else's offense than it is to just get offended yourself. But that's another subject, so I'm going to stay off of that tonight. Offense is inevitable. But being offended is your choice. How can you tell if you got caught in the trap? Well, if you're continually hurt and anger and jealous of someone, you're probably in the trap. If you're resentful, envious, and hateful towards someone continually, especially when their name is mentioned or they get blessed, you're in the trap. If you are backbiting, slandering, or continually speaking negative things about somebody or something, you're probably in the trap. If you're focused on the wrong that somebody did to you and don't care what happens to those who did you wrong, you're in the trap. If you are offended and are running with a group of a of offending people, offended people, you're in the trap. I have noticed that offended people usually don't run alone. They, they run in a gang, a group. People don't get, just get offended because somebody does something to them. They get offended when another person tells them about what so-and-so did to them. Hello. Here's how it works. Someone gets offended at what happened to somebody else. So let's go it this way. Person A did something to person B. Person C hears about it and starts speaking against person A even though it had nothing to do with person C. It had nothing to do with them. You can tell when somebody has picked up somebody else's offense when you hear somebody saying, did you hear what so-and-so did to so-and-so? That was so wrong. I'm going to mark that person. Right there, you have picked up an offense that doesn't even belong to you. There's enough of them coming your way that belong to you that you're going to have to make a choice without picking up somebody else's. Hello. You know, you cannot hang around people that are offended and keep talking about it without slipping in to that groove your own self. It's sort of like, now we don't, people don't know much about this nowadays, but used to, they didn't, when I was a kid and when some of you that are here live out in the country, uh, you went to the creek to go swimming. 
Hello, how many of you know what I'm talking about? See, these modern day kids don't know nothing about that. Yeah, we had a, we had a tree and had a rope and you could swing out and jump, jump, drop in the, in the creek there. But uh, there was a saying, if you hang around the creek bank long enough, you're going to slip in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was one of our, one of us guys is our favorite deal. Uh, hey, now nah, don't, don't you go swimming, son. You don't go swimming. Okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just hang around and watch them. Well, I'm hanging around on the bank and they're climbing in and out and the water, water gets on that dirt and pretty soon it, it's, it, I get up and it's slick and I slide in and, uh, well, I'm wet now. I might as well swim. So my mother say, I said, well, mom, I, I, I didn't intend to go in, but I got, I slipped in and I, I was already in. I might as well slip, swim. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You hang around people that are offended and you'll start picking up that attitude. You'll start picking it up. You know, if you hang around people with an accent, if you're not careful, you'll start to pick up some of that accent. I'm serious. Because there's some people that are from the, that are up from from the northern states, Minnesota, and so forth. They've been down here in at Rama long enough that they've lost most of that accent, and they're talking like we do down here. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I spent 22 months in Taipei, Taiwan, in the army, and I found myself picking up some of their way they say certain things. Anybody else ever done that? Been around people like that and started to pick up? Yeah, I got some, got some help in here. Now, if you're not careful, if you get offended, you will get stuck. What am I talking about? Have you ever met somebody and they told you what somebody did to them and then you didn't see them for a period of time and then you have to run into them and you wasn't with them five minutes till they started telling you that same story again. These people are stuck. They're stuck right there. They've not, they're not received and gone any further, received any blessings because they're stuck there. People don't realize that if you're not careful, if you get offended, it'll cause you to get stuck right where you're at. Now, I don't know whether this is true or not. I've heard this story before years and years ago when I was just starting out preaching back when I was 18, 19 years old. But uh, they tell a story, and I don't know whether it's true or not. I, I just, I've heard it, and I, it, it's still around. That used to, when the hunters were trying to capture monkeys, 
they would drill a hole in a coconut that was attached to something, a tree or something, just large enough that the monkey could stick its hand in through with a little, some type of silver object or something in there. And that monkey would stick its hand in as long as it was this way, good. But if it closed its hand around that, it couldn't pull its hand out and it would not turn loose of that. And so therefore they'd come and then they'd catch the monkey. Actually, the monkey caught himself because he wouldn't let go. Many people are wondering why certain things are not happening in their life. It's because they, have, they got a hold of a fence and they won't let it go. You know, somebody said, well, did you hear what so-and-so did? I told a guy one time, I said, I'm not interested. What? You're not interested in what happened to so-and-so? No. I said, that's between them and God, and I'm not going to get involved. Hello. They, neither one of the people he's talking about had come to me and asked me anything, and asked me any advice. Now he's wanting to dump all this mess on me because he's got upset at this other individual because of what they did. You know what? He stuck too. You know, people, something happens and it becomes such a part of them that it it, 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 it ruins them. I know a minister years and years ago way back years ago back in the 60s some of you weren't even alive then <laughs> a man had come in and had split his church and went across town and started another church that minister was so offended about it he killed it almost killed his own church because every time he got in the pulpit, he started talking about that. Sure, it was wrong and it shouldn't have happened, but hey, he let, let it go. The only person that was, that was being hindered was him. The other people were going on down the road. Everything was fine. You see... You've got to realize that you can't, I don't care what happens. You can't have an attitude of mistreated and mis, misjudgment. And, and, you know, you justify this behavior. Some people have carried a fence so long until they think that's normal. It's not. Y'all are awful quiet out there. But you, we need to listen to this. I mean, I've seen, I, I've seen, I don't, I, I just look at it. I don't, I don't, I, I hardly ever even put anything on there at all. I just look, but I've seen too many, some people that I even know, charismatic Christians, faith, supposed to be faith people. <laughs> Looking at what they're saying on, they're getting in arguments on the, on Facebook. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody looked at that? Man, it's crazy. You know, sooner or later, somebody is going to come to you with their offense. But before you take a hold of their offense, you need to ask yourself some questions. Is this where I want to get stuck in life? And are these the people who I want to get stuck with? Do I want to get it to get stuck at this level of blessings from God? We got to remember that holding offense will cause you more harm than it does the other person. You know, uh, John Mason in his book, Let Go of Whatever Makes You Stop, said, living a life of unforgiveness is like leaving the parking brake on when you drive your car. It causes it to slow, slow down and lose momentum. You know, staying offended will cause you a lot of trouble. If you're not careful, it will even eventually bankrupt you spiritually. It will hinder your creativity, your ability to perform. It will hinder progress. It'll keep you from receiving the best from God. It'll rob you of a lot of good things. Actually, if you take up offense, it'll make you a fighter against everything. John Mason, again, in your barn and original, don't die, copy. You can't get ahead when you're trying to get even. Being offended is a strategy of Satan to get you out of the will of God. You know, we don't think about these things sometimes and we won't, we won't uh, preach the feel good stuff. And it's great to have a feel good stuff, but let me tell you something. Sometimes we need to, we, somebody needs to tell it to you like it is straight from the shoulder. I mean, it's great to talk about faith. I love to talk about faith. I love to talk about who we are in Christ. But I want to tell you one thing. You can't advance in Christ or anything else if you're holding offense. Word of God has a lot to say about it. If, you, if you're holding offense because of what somebody did, then I want to tell you what. This is what offense will make you do. You'll pay a higher price than you ever wanted to pay. You'll experience suffering that you didn't, didn't need to go through. You do what you want to do, no matter whether it's against God's word or not. You'll travel a road through life that you really don't want to travel. 
and you'll end up where you really didn't want to go. You know, a lot of people have a problem with offense. They get offended easy. Well, it's up to you. You make a choice of whether you get offended or not. You know, Luke 17, three and four. Luke 17, three and four, New King James. I hope this helping somebody tonight. But see, if it don't help you, maybe it can help your neighbor that you talk to. You can tell them. <laughs> Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you or put offends you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you or offends you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day return say I repent you shall forgive him now I'm on the road of forgiveness if you want to learn how to escape the trap of Satan's offense learn to be a forgiver and not let anything bother you When somebody does something to hurt you or mistreat you and especially even if you don't want to you need to forgive. Being mistreated or hurt doesn't give you the license to be offended. And I'm just going to use an old saying, everybody's heard it. Two wrongs don't make a right. Hello. But when offense comes your way, or you hear somebody else been offended, you make a decision to forgive whether you don't feel like it, whether you feel like it or not. Forgiveness will keep offense out. You know, they advertise this cookware all the time. I, I just saw it on on a television the other night. I, I watching. I think I was watching a, a a John Wayne Western. It was from about 1946. You know, I, I I don't like the new stuff. It's got junk in it. The older stuff. How many of you know that the older stuff didn't have junk in it like it has in it today? And they come on, you know, one of the advertisements come on and they were melting this cheese in this pan, you know, and they melted it in a regular skillet. They said it's a regular skillet and it just stuck and melted it in this skillet and just took it like that and just poured right out. How I many of you know when you melt cheese, it can stick pretty, you know, but they call them nonstick cookware. And it, they say that you can cook food in there and it will not stick at all. It's designed to be easier and faster to use and clean. Well, the, God has designed a nonstick coating to keep us uh, from offense. 
It's called forgiveness. When you learn to forgive, you'll progress a lot faster. You'll stay clean and you'll escape the trap of being offended. My dad, Kenneth E. Hagan, he's known for faith. But if you were, if any of you were here at his memorial right here in this auditorium, everybody that spoke talked more about his love walk than they did anything else. In fact, the last sermon he ever preached at camp meeting in July before he went home with the Lord in September was down here at the Civic Center, his own love. And was anybody at that meeting? He preached on love, right? Remember it? He never got offended in anybody. He refused to hold unforgiveness or grudges against anybody. He wouldn't even respond to his critics. You know, people had a lot of unkind and hurtful things to say about him. I lived with them. I've heard them say about me. Hurtful things. Some of them said them to him face to face from his fellow ministers, criticizing him for preaching faith, for preaching that you didn't have to tarry to get the Holy Spirit. You could receive it otherwise. You know what? He, he never did let it bother him. I watched that. He just kept walking in love and faith. And they didn't affect him. I believe there's a scripture that says faith works by love. People always want to, I've had used to, you older ones, the younger ones, he's been gone long enough, y'all didn't, y'all never been with him, but you that, you that were, uh, know he had strong faith. People used to say, oh, I'd like to have faith like Brother Hagin. Guy said that to me one day, I said, uh, are you able to walk in love like he did? <laughs> you know, I'm thankful for that example because I follow it. You ask my wife, I don't nothing. People say stuff, it don't bother me. I just say, Lord bless them, I go on. I mean, that's their problem, not mine. I am not going to let their problem interfere with me. See, that's their problem. If you take it on, then now you're stuck too. You know, I, my wife asked me one time, said, how, come, how can you forgive so easy? I said, I don't know. I've just been doing it all my life. I learned it from my dad. I don't know what people, I, I, in fact, somebody said to me, oh, maybe five, six months ago now, I don't know, my time, I guess, <laughs> Anthony says on the road sometime, Anthony's talking and he'll say, well, yesterday, and then he'll say, you know, he said, pastor does this and he'll say, well, so-and-so happened a couple of months ago. Well, 1975. So <laughs> that's sort of the way it is with me. But you know, 
they, somebody just said, said, you, you see what some people are saying about you? I said, no. And I said, I don't, it don't bother me. I don't care what they say doesn't mean anything. How I live is what means something. What people do sometimes, they take something I said in a message here and something I said in a message over here and you're talking about two different things, but they put them together and make you say something you didn't even say in the first place. Hello. And he said, doesn't that bother you? I said, no. I said, I'm going to go on, live for God, do what God told me to do. And I'm not going to hold a grudge against anybody. Now, some people say, well, that's hard to do. No, if you, if you get in line with the word of God and make up your mind, renew your mind with the word, you can get to the point that you can be that away. How you respond to offense will greatly determine the blessings that you get from God. Sometimes it's hard to believe and understand that we can live free from offense. But you have to decide to forgive if you're going to be free from offense. Heavenly Father, just talk to these people about some things tonight. In this world we're living in, there's so much offense and so many people are being offended, even in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to walk in love toward our fellow man and go on, do what you've told us to do and forgive and walk on. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Anybody get anything out of this tonight? Stand up. Praise the Lord. You know, you just got to make up your mind. You're going to walk on no matter what happens, no matter what anybody said or anybody does. As long as you know that you're right with God and living in line with the word, whatever they say doesn't matter. Hello. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal savior, well, you can know him before you leave here tonight and you can learn how to do what I'm talking about. Or you may be here and you know what it is to live for Christ, but you have turned your back and you went off course. You just need to rededicate your life. Or you might be here and you might be want to be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. According to Acts chapter two, verse number four, they've all began to fill with, be filled with the Spirit began to speak with tongues and the spirit gave them utterance. Or if you need prayer for any reason whatsoever, as we're dismissed, come right to the front. Men over here, the ladies here, they'll pray with you and you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Connection team, find those first time guests. And take them out to the lobby to get a special gift that we have for them. If you're looking for our church home, why don't we say church? Welcome home, come join us. We have a great time serving God around here. Hey, don't forget the announcements. Sunday morning right here. Come believe me, come expect it. Turn around, shake hands with your neighbor and say, 
I'm determined and I will not get offended. If you need prayer, if you need salvation, you need dedication, want the Holy Spirit, or you need somebody to pray with you about anything, come to the front right now. Just step out and walk down here to the front. God bless.